Uh, First Presbyterian Church uh, has a Texas-sized place in the heart of our family. Uh, Our children always uh, talk about the uh, short-term mission teams uh, from First Pres that came. Uh, uh, For our our girls, they were like uh, aunts and uncles, and some even like grandparents who would come to visit. And um, most recently, we were deeply touched when uh, Pastor... Howard, uh, as well as uh, Murray and uh, some of our other friends uh, came to uh, celebrate with us as we moved into the, uh, our church building. And um, we are uh, just so grateful and wanted to express uh, as a church and as a family how much uh, we have appreciated um, God's provision uh, through First Presbyterian's generosity, uh, financially, in prayer, in friendships, uh, short-term teams, in so many other ways. Uh, so uh, thank you. To prepare our hearts uh, for the sermon, uh, please open your Bibles to Psalm 78, uh, verses 1 through 7. Uh, Psalm 78, verse 1 through 7. My people... Hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter hidden things, things of old, things we have heard and known, things our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. He, he decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children so the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born. And they in turn would tell their children, then they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but would keep his uh, commands. Please join me in prayer. Father, we ask uh, that the Holy Spirit would help us tell the next generation your praiseworthy deeds, your power, and the wonders you have done. In the name of Christ, amen. Bolivia's uh, Aymara and Quechua people are descendants of the Incan Empire and continue to populate the rural areas uh, outside of La Paz in the Andes Mountains and the uh, rugged jungles. And today, they continue to worship Inti, the sun god, and Pachamama, the goddess of the earth. The island of the sun, um, or Isla del Sol, (laughs) and Lake Titicaca, uh, is, uh, they boast of that place as being the birthplace of the uh, first Incans uh, from the beginning of time. Before Spain arrived uh, to South America in 1492, the uh, Incans uh, had uh, dominated, uh, they ruled throughout Latin America. And the, uh, they had built 25,000 miles of roads. Uh, 25,000 miles of roads is like a road going from Los Angeles to New York City nine times. Uh, so they, for five, over 500 years ago, they were doing a lot of road building. and. Um, one of the favorite memories of our, of our family is to take, uh, was taking hikes down the cobblestone Incan Trail uh, through the Yungus jungle, or up two miles high uh, in the Andes Mountains. And uh, over 
500 years ago, if we had, as a family, been hiking down the Incan Trail, we uh, might have seen a chasqui uh, pass by us, uh, carrying a message uh, from the king to the different parts uh, of of uh, South America, uh, Chaskis were messengers uh, uh, of the king, and they would carry a message and pass it to another Chasqui um, until that message had reached the most remote places um, in the world as they knew it. Well, today, uh, each one of us is called to be God's Chaskis, uh, to share the good news of Christ from one generation to the next generation until uh, Christ is known in the remotest places of the world. Today, we are going to focus on the second half of Psalm 78, verse 4, which says, uh, We will tell the next generation of the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power, uh, and the wonders he has done. In Psalm 78, 4, God calls the church and the family to participate together, or to participate with God to fill the earth with his glory. And there are three qualities of God's call. God's call is missional, God's call is multi-generational, and God's call is gospel-focused. First, God's call is missional. Um, The Great Commission is a great mission. Um, We are called to live with a mission, or live in mission, or to live missionally. We are sent by Christ to tell others about him. The, three, the first three words of verse 4 is, we will tell. We will tell. But what does it mean that we will tell? Well, in verse 2, it says that I will open my mouth and I will utter hidden things. In verse 4, we will not hide. We will tell. Verse 5, uh, he will teach. So in, Psalm, in verse 4, uh, when it says, uh, we will tell the ideas that we will open our mouth, we will utter, we will teach. It's uh, the idea uh, that we'll teach God's word, that we will disciple the next generation. So uh, the question is, who will, who will, we, uh, who will tell it? And uh, that is answered in verse, verse 1. Uh, it says, all my people. Um, and the people of God back then, um, uh, were, it's another way of what we would say, the church. So that means every one of us here are called to tell um, um, or share Christ with the next generation. Uh, But in verses 1 through 7, the passage narrows down the focus, especially to parents, um, saying that the parents have a a high calling uh, to, uh, to tell their own children. But the idea is not just to drop children off at Sunday school or youth group or a Christian school or a Christian camp, but that God is calling uh, each parent uh, to uh, teach their children in, in, our, own, in our own homes, uh, to um, share with them the gospel in word and, and works. And as, uh, as parents were called to instill in the heart of our children the next generation a love for God, and uh, also to pastor the hearts of our own children. But it's, um, this call is really a, a, a call of the church and the family to reach the next generation. That God, the role of the church is to present before us uh, the biblical call of families to reach the next generation and to equip us on, on how to do that. 
Um, so seated today here are our parents, uh, grandparents. Uh, I even met in the earlier, earlier service uh, great-grandparents. Uh, uh, there are singles, widows, young adults, aunts and uncles. And we have, all of us have something in common. Uh, we come from a family. Uh, we, ha- we come from families. And each one of us seated today, whether parents or not, uh, uh, have a certain role in our own families to reach the next uh, generation. God created families to be a center for evangelism, discipleship, to share the gospel so that uh, children will come to know Christ and others in our family, and then uh, to uh, the, share the gospel to help us grow in Christ. Studies show that a person uh, who is trusted in Christ, uh, whether it's a child or a young person, and who has continued on with their faith into adulthood, uh, uh, most of the times have had four or five people who have walked alongside of them. It might be their parents or a a single parent. It could be an aunt or an uncle uh, or a a single person who has been like an aunt or an uncle or youth leader or even uh, a coach or a teacher or a peer. But uh, young people who have continued uh, in their faith have had four or five people like that. Uh, for me, Murray was one of those in, in, uh, when, when I was in the youth group. I came to know Christ through Murray. He discipled me I, in an incredible way. God used him to plant seeds of mission in my heart. And to, until today, I keep getting calls from Murray. <laughs> and uh, God continues to use him as a mentor in my life. Uh, for our girls, they've had four or five, uh, at least, of those types of people in their lives in Bolivia. And by the grace of God today, they are walking with the Lord. So God has called us, each one of us, in a role uh, to reach uh, the next generation, whether living in our own homes or in other people's families or uh, in the family of God here at uh, First Presbyterian Church. Um, so you know, who, who is the tell the next generation, all of us. And when are we to tell it? Uh, all the time. Uh, Deuteronomy uh, 6, 1 through 8 says uh, that uh, parents are supposed to uh, instill in the hearts of their children a love for God. And how do they do that? By teaching the Word of God uh, in the morning, uh, during the day, and when they uh, go to bed. So that is all the time. <laughs> and so uh, God is calling all of us uh, all the time, and, and then when do we, uh, when, uh, where do we tell it? Everywhere. God's vision for the, uh, for the world starts in the home, but it doesn't end there. Uh, the Great Commission starts uh, in our families and in the family of God, uh, in our homes, in the house of God, but it reaches out to the most uh, remote places in the world. God's chaskis are sent out everywhere. Well, Christ describes the Great Commission uh, in this way. In Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all the nations. In Acts 1.8, Christ says, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you in power, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Uh, uh, He's saying, you will testify about me. You will tell other people about me in your city, country, and world. Uh, in John uh, 20, 21, Christ says to his disciples, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Well, the, 
uh, the Incans were sent out, uh, the Chaskis were sent out as a message. And Christ sends us out uh, as God's Chaskis with the message. Uh, We will tell the next generation, everybody, uh, all the time and everywhere. So the, uh, the three, uh, or God calls the church and the family to participate with him to fill the earth uh, with his glory. And he, uh, um, there's three qualities that describe this call. First, uh, it's missional, and, and secondly, it's multi-generational. Uh, let's return to verse 4, uh, where it says, we will tell uh, the next generation. In a closer look at verses 1 through 7, uh, we can see that there are four generations in that passage. Uh, So uh, uh, four different generations have heard uh, that uh, message. But uh, this call to make disciples is generational, but it also has a certain purpose. In verse 7, verse 7 says that then they will put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commands. So we tell the next generation the gospel with the, with the purpose of, of them coming to uh, trust uh, in God's provision in Christ, uh, to obey God's word, and ultimately to live lives that will glorify God. Well, God's uh, strategy to fill the earth is multi-generational faithfulness. We see this from the very beginning of the Bible. Uh, Genesis 1, verse uh, 27 and 28. Uh, verse 27, God, um, God creates uh, man and female uh, in his image. And the idea was that he created this couple to reflect his glory. And then in verse 28, uh, we, we hear the first command in Scripture. Uh, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And the idea was uh, that this first couple, this first family would fill the earth with other families, uh, other families that would glorify God until that day when the entire earth was filled with God's glory. But we know in chapter 2, sin destroys all of that. And um, uh, from the the people and families, from carrying out uh, that first commandment, um, that vision of God for uh, for his family, but we also see God start the most incredible uh, rescue mission of all time, uh, that God uh, uh, has a mission of re- to rescue people enslaved to sin and to redeem uh, a people uh, to glorify him. And that's the gospel that we see from the beginning of the Bible to the very end, uh, is that God <clears throat> is rescuing and redeeming people, fallen people like you and me, uh, to um, to uh, glorify him, to live for him. Genesis uh, 12, 1 through 4, uh, God calls Abram, one man and one family, and he says, I'm going to uh, bless your family to be a blessing to all the other families of the world, to the nations. And that should be really encouraging for us today that God can use your family and my family uh, to make a difference uh, in this world. And then fast forward it to the end of the story in uh, Revelations 5. And uh, we see people from every nation, every tongue, every tribe uh, worshiping Christ and uh, filling, uh, and the earth is full of God's glory. 
So discipleship is multi-generational from one generation to the next. But um, uh, family discipleship uh, or personal uh, or family discipleship is not just about having a better family. Uh, it, it's, it's a bigger mission than that. It's that we participate with God in this incredible rescue mission uh, to pass uh, uh, faith from one generation to another. We, what the question is, what can happen uh, if we don't make discipleship uh, a priority? What can happen if we don't make discipleship a priority? Well, in our family, um, Gallup poll says that 75% of young people who have grown up in Christian families, have gone to maybe Christian schools, uh, in evangelical church, go to college, and they leave their faith behind. Three out of four uh, young people. And maybe in part because uh, we haven't uh, discipled in our, our own homes. Uh, as far as the church, uh, there, are, uh, organi- uh, there are churches, there's Christian organizations like YMCA, uh, Yale, and Princeton that have had a, uh, their original vision was to share the gospel to the next generation and then send out uh, uh, young people and professionals to live uh, out their faith uh, in their city and their workplace. And somewhere along the way, uh, at times, these uh, churches and organizations have, uh, uh, have strayed away from that original vision. Um, and again, there might be, uh, have been a lack of passing on uh, the vision, discipling from one generation to another. Discipleship is essential uh, in our family and in the family of God. But, however, there are times when discipleship has happened. Uh, you know, uh, here in our in this church, we've many of uh, many of us have invested in our families, in our kids, in our uh, in one another as parents and aunts and uncles. But things haven't turned out the way that we hoped. Um, in some ways, it's important to remember that we are called to walk in obedience, uh, to make disciples in our families and in the family of God, but to leave the results to God. Uh, when we look at scriptures in history, there are, are examples when Christians did disciple, but the next generation didn't want to hear it. Uh, uh, Christ uh, walked with Judas for three years, but at the end of the day, uh, Judas turned his back on Christ. Um, uh, children of godly men and women uh, uh, want, uh, did not want to hear the, deci- uh, the, the, the message and left their faith. The good news, many come back. Uh, God is faithful. But a friend once told me that uh, parents at times take too much credit uh, when uh, their children trust in God and too much blame when their children leave the faith behind. So if you're sitting here today and your children or another family member are not walking uh, with the Lord, uh, the gospel is good news. Uh, there is hope uh, that God will continue uh, to work in our families. Uh, and God is calling each one of us uh, to this call to, to invest in starting in our own uh, family, in our own homes, and then leaving the ro- uh, results to God. So God calls the church and the family uh, to participate with him to fill the earth with his glory. It is, um, it is, uh, the call is missional, it's multi-generational, and it's God, uh, gospel-focused. Uh, God's call is gospel-focused. Uh, 
Uh, Psalm 78.4 says, We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, His power, and the wonders He has done. Well, what will we tell the next, next generation? The gospel. There's many things we can tell people, uh, but uh, God's word uh, really points us to share the gospel. Before and after, verse 4, the psalmist talks about the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power, his, what he's done in Exodus. Um, it's, uh, the, in Exodus, uh, Exodus, God rescues his people from 400 years of slavery and uh, then redeems them so that they uh, would praise him among the nations. The praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and wonders that he did in Egypt ultimately points us to the gospel uh, where we see, that we see most clearly in the cross, uh, the cross of Christ, where God rescues, again, a fallen people like uh, you and me uh, from the slavery of sin and redeems us so that we will praise him in our families, in our workplace, schools, in our city, uh, that we will live for him. And through repentance of sin and faith in Christ, we experience God's rescue and redemption in our lives. And as we experience God changing our hearts, changing the way we do marriage or we uh, uh, relate to our kids or change the way that we uh, uh, live in the workplace or uh, wherever God might put us, um, and we see God's presence in our lives, uh, we want to tell other people more about him. Uh, we want to be able to uh, share the wonders of what he has done in our lives and family. The Hebrews knew this, that they needed the gospel the first day and then every day. That same grace and power that the Hebrews needed uh, to, uh, to be set free uh, from slavery is, this, is the grace and power that they needed to walk every single day as they wandered in the, de- in the desert for 40 years. Uh, in the verses just before our passage today, in uh, Psalm 78, 19, um, uh, the Word of God says, Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. See, God's path, uh, once we decide to take that first step to follow Christ, uh, God's uh, path might be very difficult. In fact, he might permit or even lead us into difficult situations. Um, It might feel like uh, we're walking through the ocean uh, or wandering in the desert for 40 years. Maybe it's that, uh, uh, that uh, we're experiencing trials in our family, uh, broken relationships, uh, cancer, the lack of a job. But God uses all of these trials and these sufferings to reveal what is in our hearts. Uh, uh, whether uh, we are trusting in somebody or something of this world or whether we're trusting in God's provision in Christ, uh, uh, that his grace is sufficient for every crisis uh, in every situation that we face. So uh, as we do that, as we trust uh, in uh, uh, Christ, we begin to see God's footprints more and more next to us. We begin to see that God is present with us even uh, during the difficult times. So when God's people uh, uh, sin, we... Uh, we need to repent and trust in him again and trust in God's provision, uh, to walk in, in obedience in the face of the next trials we might face. 
God calls the church and the family to participate with him, to fill the earth with his glory. Uh, this call is missional, it's multi-generational, and it's God-focused. Uh, today, the, uh, the tambos are, are, excuse me, um, along the paths uh, of the Incan Trail, there were tambos, and tambos were like little uh, huts, maybe ad adobe uh, structures, uh, little houses, and the chaskis would arrive to that house um, and pass the message to the next chaski, who would then take, and uh, it was a, a relay. In fact, the, the, the word chaski in the ancient language means a mailman, uh, one who would carry a message. It also meant a relay man who would pass a message uh, from one person to another. And uh, the Chaskis were highly trained uh, to, to read, to translate, and communicate the message. Uh, um, it sounds a lot like uh, what discipleship is supposed to be. But the Tambo was that place where the message was uh, transferred from one Chosky to another. And today, the Tambos are our houses, our homes, our families, and, and also the house of the Lord, First Presbyterian. Um, and they are the re, uh, re, relay stations where we should communicate the gospel in, in word, but also uh, living it out uh, in our lives to make disciples who make disciples, to be a part of a church that plants other churches who plant churches until uh, the gospel is passed from one generation to another uh, who uh, will tell about the praiseworthy days until that day when people from every nation every tribe and every tongue are worshiping, uh, 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 worshiping Christ and standing in awe of the wonders he has done. Well, to carry out God's call uh, for our lives, we need the gospel, every one of us. And maybe you're sitting this morning and saying to yourself, the truth is I don't even know uh, if I'm a Christian. Uh, I think uh, that I need to take that first step uh, of repenting and trusting in Christ. Maybe you know in your heart of hearts that uh, you're living in Egypt, uh, that you haven't been able to leave. Maybe you've tried to change areas of your life uh, for all your life, and it just hasn't worked in your own power. Uh, or you've seen sin destroy a marriage, your family, uh, relationships uh, uh, outside the family. Um, and maybe you're feeling powerless to change. Again, the gospel is good news. It gives hope uh, that uh, the, uh, the power of God uh, is big enough uh, to uh, work in the heart and the life of any of us. So if you're at the, sitting at that place today and you want to take that first step to know Christ, I invite you to pray in the silence of your heart with me uh, these words. Father, uh, I... Thank you that you have sent Christ uh, to die on the cross for my sins, to rescue me uh, from, uh, from my sins, to forgive me, and also to redeem me, to change my heart, my life. And Lord, I trust in Christ and want to follow him. And Lord, I just ask you that you will change my life, help me to obey your will and to honor you in the way that I live my life in, your, in my family and uh, in this city. And I pray this in Christ's name. Amen.
Maybe you're saying to yourself, uh, I'm already a Christian. I've been following Christ for a while, maybe for decades. Um, But you want to take another step to carry out God's call in your life. Um, uh, Maybe that first step is repentance. Uh, Maybe, like many of us, we, from time to time, uh, like to take a vacation back to Egypt. (laughs) We like to uh, go back to some of our uh, old ways of living. Um, Or we get out and during those difficult situations, those desert experiences, and we begin to complain uh, about the the food, (laughs) about the bread and the water that uh, that God is providing. And uh, we need to uh, go back uh, to God and ask for forgiveness, to repent, and ask him to give us that faith uh, to uh, walk the way that he wants us to walk. Uh, or maybe you're at this place where you go, I do want to follow God's call to be more missional, to reach the next generation, to, uh, to live uh, in the power of this gospel that God uh, gives us. And, um, but you, need, you know you need God's help. Uh, I'd ask you to just take, a, all of us, to take a, a uh, a minute of silence uh, just to talk to God maybe it's to re- just to repent about something in your life uh, that you need God to forgive and to change or to say Lord help me to take this next step in your call uh, for my life and family Father in this morning we thank you for your word and we ask that your Holy Spirit would help us to be uh, doers of the word not only hearers Lord, help us to tell the next generation your praiseworthy deeds. Help us to share the gospel and word and works in our family and this church and to participate with you in your mission uh, to share the good news of Christ in our city, country, and world. And we pray this uh, um, in Christ's name and all of God's people said, Amen. amen.